Hello everyone, this is Sebastian Weyroth. This is the uh, first episode of uh, WikiJabber, a podcast about people and Wikipedia. And I'm here at the Wikimania in Montreal 2017 and uh, uh, met Bencher <laughs> and asked him uh, um, to talk with me. And yeah, please, Bencher, introduce yourself. Uh, all right, so th thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I'm uh Bensa, I've been a Wikipedian for maybe the last ten years. Mm -hmm. I started in high school when I found an error on uh on the Hungarian Wikipedia. There's and an error on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I wrote on the talk page, uh, hey guys, there's an error and mm -hmm. uh of course I received an invitation, it's free to edit, fix mm -hmm. it, and uh that's how it started. But uh so I, I was editing, I was translating articles, writing articles on Hungarian Wikipedia about uh, pop culture. I had a phase where I wrote a lot of articles about Canada, so I'm actually really mm -hmm. happy to be here, yeah, finally. Yeah. So you're from Hungary? I'm from Hungary, and this mm -hmm. is my first time here. So. Mm -hmm. First time in Canada. And uh, later I, I was involved in founding the Hungarian Wiki Wikimedia chapter, mm -hmm. Wikimedia Hungary, and... Uh, a few years after that, uh, I became a member of the Affiliations Committee, the uh, Wikimedia Committee that helps chapters and now user groups get off the ground and get formed. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a few years, I was uh, the chair of that committee, so I, mm -hmm. I I got the chance to meet a lot of people and to uh, see the creation of a lot of great organizations. Um, uh, Seven or eight years ago, I was in South Africa on a workshop for the people who were interested in forming a, a chapter there. That was the first uh, uh, African chapter. And now, next year, they are hosting a Wikimania. So I, I'm re really proud of their progress and uh, to, to have been able to be there at the beginning. Mm. And, um, yeah, in the last few years, I haven't been so active. I... It's the usual story. I, I got a job and <laughs> <laughs> got real life. Yeah. So um, nowadays I, I usually just uh, follow what's happening and uh, go to the conferences to meet people, meet old friends. And uh, I'm still, of course, uh, interested and uh, invested in the future of Wikimedia, but I'm not so active personally. Um, what was your first contact to Wikipedia? And when? Yeah, I'm guessing it was maybe a year or two before my first uh, edit. I, I think I actually registered in maybe 2004. I was. It was an interesting age back then. Like internet was not so widespread as now. Mm -hmm. I had to go to my father's workplace to get on the internet, which okay. we could do like. I don't know, once a month or something. Which year? 2004? Yeah. So Hungary was uh, democratic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure about the timing, but that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, Hungary was democratic. It was the year we joined the European Union. Mm -hmm. um, so you lived in, in the uh, capital of Hungary? Yeah, I'm from Budapest. So you're from Budapest, but you had no internet at home. For a long while now, uh -huh. yeah. Well, by by the time I became an editor, we had had it at home, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I was, I'm, I'm guess reading it. It was one of the few pages like 
I, I remember the early internet seems very boring. Looking back nowadays, mm -hmm. we had chat pages, uh, chat rooms, and a uh, few pages that collected jokes on the mm -hmm. internet and uh, uh, yeah, some news sites, but not very many. So it was a strange place, but it was still really exciting for us. Like How old have you been in, in that time, 2004? 2004, I, I would have been around uh, 2004, 16, <laughs> maybe. 16, yeah. Ah, yeah. And you spoke English? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, so I, the I internet was mainly English that time, wasn't it? Mm. Or you, or did you uh, surf through Hungarian pages? Yeah, I, I think I looked mostly at Hungarian at the time. That that was one of my motivations when I started uh, working on the Hungarian Wikipedia to make sure that content was available in Hungarian. Mm -hmm. So I would do a lot of translations from English Wikipedia to Hungarian to make sure that people who but didn't speak the language or, or just search in Hungarian would have mm. access. So there was a Hungarian Wikipedia already? Yeah, it, it was founded in 2003, I guess. So it was one of the early ones. Mm. And uh, How big it is, is it today? Now we are around... Uh, I, I don't want to sound stupid, but... Uh, I but think it's, it's not a small Wikipedia. No, now it's, it's either 200,000 or 400,000. Yeah, and how many active? It's editors? around 100 who are, you know, very active. Mm. Um, yeah. I was active at the beginning stages when we would celebrate getting to 25,000, 50,000. Mm. We had a huge celebration for going to 100,000. <laughs> and then, uh, Yeah, I, I, I wasn't so involved in the new milestones mm -hmm. doubling since then. And so now I'm, I'm a bit worried about uh, Hungarian Wikipedia's ability to get new people, actually, and uh, to to involve new people. Yeah. And and back in these days, uh, you were 16, you've been at school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did you have other hobbies in Wikipedia or...? Not. Um, now, Wikipedia was my main hobby, and I spent a lot of time watching uh, American TV series back then. And mm -hmm. it was, for a while, it was a bit connected my hobby. I so my first articles were about uh, series like Prison Break, and mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what else I was watching at the time. And and then it kind of uh, in Hungarian. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. so I was watching the series in English, but I wrote in Hungarian. Ah, yeah, okay. Uh, but then my interest diverged. I, I had a, as I say, a period uh, when I was very interested in Canada and the Canadian Constitution and mm -hmm. national parks. So I, I wrote a lot of articles about that. I, I found it uh, fascinating. Uh, like I'm, I'm generally a big fan of these Anglo-Saxon traditions, like mm -hmm. this parliamentary traditions and royal traditions and so yeah and um yeah after the first few years i was more involved in in making sure other people could get involved and mm -hmm. uh trying to be a multiplier so that's how i was involved in forming the hungarian chapter with the idea that if we have presentations or if we teach people what wikipedia is and we can get more people to be involved mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm just one person, but if I can get two other people to be involved, I've already doubled mm-hmm. the work, even if I, I don't participate anymore. And, uh, and the idea was quite similar with uh, being in, involved in, in the affiliations committee and helping people around the world uh, do the same. I, in those early ages, we only had chapters, so no user groups. It was a, was what the motivation to, to found the Hungarian chapter? <laughs> Let me think back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think it, it was a bit too full. Partially it was just to make uh, like a legal vehicle to be able to get donations and, uh, 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 like just so for formalities and then the other motivation was to, yeah, to try to get other people involved, try to be uh, seen as something serious, mm. like uh, partner with other institutions or uh, teach other people what Wikipedia is. Uh, so I, I think our early motivations were around that. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, did you met? Other Wikipedians early, or are there like meetups or so in Budapest? Yeah, that that's very interesting part about the community. When when I started, we used to have meetups like every three months. That mm-hmm. was like uh, the rhythm, and uh, it used to alternate between Budapest and the city or town in the countryside. So you, you would travel, you would meet the locals, and and everyone would go. And then somehow the meetups became less and less frequent in recent years, and people seem to have uh, got this attitude that uh, if it's in the countryside, it's too far, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's difficult to get to. So nowadays we we might have two meetups uh, in a year, and they are usually connected to the chapter's general assembly. Mm. So I, it was a bit of a Sad development, you know. In the pre, in like few years back, there was a big uh, mm. concern or or big uh, like a lot of research and thought mm. was put into whether uh, the editorship was declining. That was a big concern, like four or five years ago. Mm. And uh, I was also very concerned about the Hungarian Wikipedia, and I'm still concerned and and like the general health of the community of being able to get new people because if you don't have meetings or if uh, or if like the old people are or the older editors are uh, long-term editors. long-term exactly the long-term editors are very comfortable in protecting uh, what we have and the quality level we have it's very difficult to get in mm-hmm. like the expectations are keep growing and growing and uh, um Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that problem has been solved. We don't talk about it anymore. Like, it's not the big concern anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's still an issue, at least for the Hungarian Wikipedia and um, probably others. And uh, yeah. So uh, you have uh, inside of the Hungarian Wikipedia and of the English Wikipedia? Uh, mostly the Hungarian. Mostly and, the Hungarian. Uh, what is it? Uh, what, if, and if you compare the Hungarian Wikipedia with the English one? What is what's are the difference and what are the advantages of the Hungarian? 
what can we learn from the Hungarian <laughs> Wikipedia? Yeah. Mm. Is it easier to, to write something in Hungarian Wikipedia? Could be. Uh, there are, and the Hungarian Wikipedia has some good systems to make sure that you <laughs> that it's not so easy to just write something. <laughs> like mm -hmm. uh, we do have. Uh, a system where we, you know, on the English Wikipedia, if, if mm. you don't say that something's notable, they would delete it automatically. Mm -hmm. You have to be very explicit, yeah, and this is important because, uh, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. And in Hungarian Wikipedia, we don't have that, but we have a, a system called a sub-stub, like an article that's shorter than a stub, like a very, very short article. Sub-stub, wow, shorter than a stub. <laughs> One word, or what is it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Baltic Sea is a sea. <laughs> exactly, uh, something like that, or even like Baltic Sea is a sea bordered by five countries or something. Wow. So mm. that's not an exact definition, just a feeling that if it's if an article is about one paragraph or just a few sentences, it's too short. And mm. uh, there's a system that they get deleted after seven days, so you have seven days to expand it, or uh -huh. it gets deleted. Do we have uh, bots in Hungarian Wikipedia creating articles, like the Swedish does? Not, not to that extent. Uh, the Hungarian bots are mostly concerned with, with astronomy. <laughs> mm. Like all the asteroids have articles, or they are slowly getting articles. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's usually big discussions whether it meets the criteria of a stub. If you just state the like information you have about. Uh, an asteroid in a table but they usually stay on those articles the other system that uh, that Hungarian Wikipedia has that I think the German has as well is these flagged revisions mm -hmm. where each revision needs to be reviewed by somebody before it, it becomes public mm -hmm. uh, which puts a huge strain on, on the people who patrol the edits because you know you have to approve even the good edits mm. so there's a bit of a backlog there and uh, you know a lot a lot of work around that and a lot of it it, it makes kind of a cohesion in the community of, of patrollers and people involved in that to make it make sure that their job is easier mm -hmm. you know it's not about making sure that more people can join or uh, it's easy it's about making sure that the life of The people who are, of course, there and put in a lot of work to mm -hmm. make sure that uh, the quality is kept up uh, is not um, made more difficult. So. Yeah. Which is um, kind of, uh, I guess, the uh, eternal question in, in, in Wikimedia. We have this desire to be more open, this desire to, to be more diverse, and mm -hmm. then we have the existing community that we have to convince to either li become more open or, or kind of force them maybe or mm. or uh, or sidestep them but yeah and then you switched um, your um, work from the from being the editor to the international Wikimedia movement yeah exactly so how does the How uh, does it appear? Uh, how was it? How? Why did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> um, again, it was a matter of 
invitation. Mm. So um, I was uh, asked to be a founder of the Hungarian chapter and to help with the recognition process and the international communication. I I spoke good English at the time and uh, uh, I, I guess that was the main criteria. But through that process and through being the international face of the Hungarian chapter in the first few years, I, I got to meet a, uh, a few other people, like internationally, and um, people seemed to have respected me. And uh, after a while, I was invited to join this affiliations committee, um, which was a big honor for me. And yeah, uh, what is the, for these listeners who don't know, what is the affiliations committee? So the affiliations committee is, uh, is, uh, the committee of about 10 volunteers who are tasked with approving, uh, new groups that want to become either a chapter or now there's a user group. Uh, there's a, it's, there's a process where they have to prove that they are really Wiki Wikimedians. It's, it, it's not like a proof by fire. It's just, uh, mm. just, uh, uh, <laughs> due process check basically to make sure that they are not uh, that they understand what they are getting into mm -hmm. uh, but uh, at the time I started we didn't have uh, user groups we just had chapters which are legal organizations that support Wikipedia in a country mm -hmm. and uh, by definition there there's only one chapter in a country and to become one it, it's usually A bit longer process. In, in my time, when I was on the committee, we made sure that uh, these organizations were membership organizations that were upholding the values of Wikimedia about being open and uh, supporting free knowledge, but also being uh, membership organizations that are properly democratic. So, in uh, so so the will of the community could be heard if. If there was a board and they wanted to change it, there was a possibility and that the board was functional. And uh, so uh, we did this usually by talking a lot with the people who wanted to found chapters or trying to convince them if it was a good idea or were just thinking about it. And then going into details of their bylaws, which are the founding documents of these organizations, associations that define their structure and how they work. Mm. So it got, it was a very Wikipedian and a very interesting task as non-lawyers and not, and people coming from different countries looking at a bylaw from an, yet another different country and mm. understanding the local context and the local laws. So I would uh, read up on Bolivian laws of association to, mm. to see what's, uh, what's common there and what's, uh, what's the legal requirements. And then uh, after some discussion, we would uh, recommend the group to be accepted by the Board of Trustees of the Wikimedia Foundation. And then in the la later years, the Affiliations Committee uh, expanded uh, to make sure that, uh, that not only legal organizations could join, because setting up a legal organization is a huge responsibility and uh, a huge burden, but, uh, but even informal groups... Uh, so now they are called user groups that if a few people come together with a common goal that they want to do something around Wikipedia in the real world or off offline world, they can do it. They can get the right to use the word, uh, the name Wikimedia and uh, 
get the support uh, through grants or knowledge sharing or by coming to conferences. And so I was uh, very much involved in the process of defining what a user group is and what the process would be for uh, their approval into our world. And uh, yeah, it, it was quite an exciting thing. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy about that because one main concern I, I always had while I was on the committee was that uh, if you look at the map of where Wikimedia is represented, mm. at least to organizations, it's a very blank map. We have Europe filled out with chapters in very in almost all countries in Europe. Uh, we have a little bit of representation in Asia, like Hong Kong, Taiwan. Uh, we have a little bit of South America, but like the map in uh, Africa was blank, and mm. even in the United States and uh, Canada at the time. So with the user groups, we are we've made a, some great strides in filling in the map. It's mm. still not fully filled in, but we have groups coming up in Africa, a lot more groups in uh, South America, uh, some in in the US. So that was a good step, I think. What is the motivation of people to start an organization that, and to, to uh, get in contact with the Wikimedia Foundation? I think that's a number of motivations there's a bit of being uh, champions of free knowledge mm -hmm. like they want to evolve that in their own country uh, go beyond wikipedia just editing wikipedia is not enough they want to make sure other people get excited and involved there's this idea of being multipliers or just being alone basically you look around and you're the only one it's not enough you You want to convince other people to join and to help you to make sure that you can build together. And there's sometimes motivation to conserve your own culture or language through Wikipedia or, or the Wikimedia project. If you speak a language that's not very represented on the internet, you want to, you want to be involved in uh, preserving it and maintaining it. And Wikipedia is really good for that. But if you want to, uh, Uh, get help from like the uh, local national archive or other, other NGOs. It, it helps that you have an offline presence or like a business card. Mm. So those are, those could be motivations to join a group. But uh, it could just be that you want to meet other Wikipedians and you set up a, a meetup group and you meet every month. Uh, or every two months uh, in the same pub on the same day every, every month and after I don't know after the 10th meeting you decide it would be a good idea if we met uh, I don't know in a village that doesn't have any information on Wikipedia and we wrote articles or took pictures and uh, after a while you decide okay let's document our work and let's call ourselves a, gr a group and so, get an so identity a Wikimedia organization is not Uh, an organization of Wikipedia editors, but of people, some of them are, but most are interested more in, in free knowledge. It, it, it varies by people. It, mm -hmm. but uh, So it, it's usually 
It's usually founded by Wikimedians I, 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 with an M. So mm. people who might do photos, people who might edit, people who might be admins on projects. But they are usually or almost always go beyond that. So there would be people who are interested in open source. There would be other people who are just interested in Wikimedia. Mm. Uh, Wikimedia is usually the main focus, but... Uh, the situation is different in, in every country. Like if you have a strong community of Wikimedians, like a lot of editors, you can, or a lot of work to be done on Wikimedia, you might be involved in just that. Mm. But it might be that Wikimedia is not so strong, like the project is not so big. So you have to ally yourself with uh, OpenStreetMap and Creative Commons and uh, look at the larger ecosystem and... Uh, if you look at the new uh, strategic direction that's being crafted here at Wikimedia, it's also about being open to partnerships and uh, mm. being kind of a platform for free knowledge. So that's probably going to be more represented in, in our organizations or groups as well. Mm. There was yesterday the talk of uh, Katharine Maha, the executive director of Wikimedia Foundation and of... Uh, the chair of the board, forgot the name. Uh, Christoph Hanna. Christoph, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I sit in this uh, talk and uh, expected something. What's, what is the new strategy? Did they say something about the strategy? I didn't get anything. It was like uh, Wikipedia is great and <laughs> cheering each other. I missed really some some direction or some, some what we are going to do to... Uh, To, grow, uh, to fight against the melting of the communities and what we're going to do that our software is outdated. Yeah. From I'm a Wikipedian. I'm also a Wikimedian. I do Wikimedia Commons. I've been in, in, in the German, active in the German chapter and so on. But as a Wikipedian, I must say, I, 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 I have to question... Is Wikimedia Foundation, are the Wikimedia chapters, are they the organization for, uh, that, uh, that support Wikipedia? Are, are they, or do they support free knowledge? Or do they both, or what? Yeah, um, I think that's actually the shift that's happening. Hmm. So um, it wasn't very clear from Catherine Maher's presentation because uh, they spoke about more about the process and the result. But, uh, yeah, the Wikimedia Foundation pretty much started out as, as being the hosts or, like, the people who keep the servers running. Uh, but uh, but they at the same time, they had this vision of uh, collecting the sum of all human knowledge. And there was a bit of a mismatch between the two. Mm. Like, they were saying, okay, yeah, that's our long-term vision, but, yeah, let's focus on Wikipedia. And now, uh, with the strategy process, they came up with the this new direction which uh, which is not operationalized that it's just an aspiration at this point or just uh, and it's a bit long paragraph but they basically want to say that uh, we support free knowledge and uh, the collection of free knowledge and making it available to everyone in the form that they need it mm. so it's it goes beyond wikipedia and uh, and uh and goes beyond Wikimedia and uh, speaks about being partners with others and new forms. But the actual implementation of what it means to be 
throw out the outdated software? Do we now support free knowledge and invest into it? Is that, is I think the actual next step. Mm. So uh, as, as far as I understand, the idea is that now we have this new direction. They are still like editing the words in the language, but uh, it's not pretty much now visible what what it is. And uh, hopefully uh, it will get out to the communities and people read it and uh, they don't get too surprised by, by it because it's really much, it's really, it's a bit flower language, but it echoes what a lot of people have been saying about uh, how we should be. Mm. But the next step is actually sitting down and saying, okay, so if this is the direction, then we have to really invest money in A, B, Z and maybe say we do not invest any more money into this or we slowly stop because on the one hand we have to focus and on the other hand if this is the direction and it doesn't fit the direction then we shouldn't do it. But what it means for individual Wikipedians or mm. Wikimedians um, I, I, I think it could mean maybe one, two or three things on the one hand, I think the individuals will continue to do what they love and what they do best. And mm. so if you like writing articles, uh, go on. Uh, nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> and everybody's going to be happy that it happens and they'll try to make sure that it's as easy and as, uh, as easy for as many people as possible, including people who do not, do not have mm. computers, uh, only maybe a mobile device. Uh, on the other hand, it will also mean that uh, the organization that you might donate to if you feel like uh, donating to will actually e expand its uh, area of, of work and they will do stuff that you might say, oh, but it has nothing to do with Wikipedia, but uh, still it falls into this general direction of free knowledge. So you might see, see okay, if I donate to the organization, I, I know that they will, of course, they, they will still keep the servers, but they will, they might invest in a project in, uh, I don't know, Iceland that mm. makes sure that uh, our knowledge is preserved or the culture of Iceland is preserved and through a partnership with the Icelandic National Library. And it, it, it could also mean that, uh, while we keep the projects, uh, we might not be married to them. So mm. It might turn out that uh, if we want to uh, make sure that uh, knowledge gets to people, we have to, instead of writing uh, uh, articles by text, we have to create a database that's understood by these intelligent machines that mm. will... I do understand and I do support that we have to go beyond Wikipedia, but do we focus enough on wikis and Wikipedia? I mean, when we started 15 years ago, the, the, the thing was an encyclopedia based on a wiki. And then we started to look around, what else can we do with wikis? And so Wiktionary was set up, Wikispecies was set up, Wikinews was set up, and so on. And, but what do, uh, what do, uh, are we doing today for this? Do we invest enough in the Wikipedia? Do we give deliver the best experience for the editors and administrators and for the readers? Do we invest in, in wikis? Do we spread the work about uh, wikis? Do we have the best wiki? 
And uh, like often, my answer is no, we don't. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about this? Yeah, personally, I I think a wiki is a tool, and uh, yeah, we Who, do. Yeah, we, and, we, and which organization in the world cares about wiki? Yeah, Who, but I, I'm not. Who supports wikis? Who uh, teaches the people to use wikis and and uh, cares about that uh, more people use wikis? Yeah, personally, I'm not married to the idea of wikis. <laughs> I, I mean, they are a tool, but they they are just one tool. So we could see. Okay, we, we try this process of putting wiki onto everything, and uh, it even created this offshoot wikia that now has a wiki about everything. And it's a good, uh, like MediaWiki is a good way to collect knowledge, but it might not be the best wiki or the easiest. And we have, uh, you know, what is a wiki? It's basically a knowledge repository that you can edit collaboratively. But we can do that now in Google Docs, except it's not published as a website. We can do it in uh, SharePoint. So the idea has been copied. But Google and Docs and SharePoint are not free software. It can disappear anytime. Google takes offline so many of uh, its products, so even Google Docs can disappear. And we are here for free knowledge. We should give the people uh, a system like Google Docs to ensure that it's free, that this knowledge, what's collected there, is always available, doesn't we? Yeah, but I, I, I think the wiki is just a tool in time. Like uh, With that, we could just say a media wiki is a tool. It's okay, it's been... De developed, let's finish developing it, it works. Mm -hmm. It will work 10 years in the future if we just patch the security holes. You know, it's gonna be, but it will not live up to the expectations of the time of, of people, like even learning about the wiki mark markup, like uh, like how you write a wiki code, it's, it's becoming too troublesome for people. It mm -hmm. has become too troublesome, troublesome five years ago or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a tool of the time, and uh, just to give an analogy, I I, I had uh, I I watched or, or seen a presentation by a vice president of the Economist, the magazine, and uh, I'm uh, butchering his words, but he showed that their mission is uh, to uh, to maintain a, an open discussion and to find global ignorance mm. and he said if you look at our mission it it doesn't say anywhere that we should produce a magazine or mm. like a weekly, weekly newspaper mm. so now we are doing it because it fulfills the role of uh, you know fighting mm -hmm. ignorance but if you find a better way we might switch and uh, that that's fine we are not married to the idea yeah i i think in practice they are of course they have an emotional connection to it but On the other hand, they are very open to trying video, VR, uh, conferences, events. I, I, I think this is possibly a switch that might happen to Wikimedia with the new strategic direction. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally, I've, I've already made the switch. I'm not married to the idea of wikis. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and even the world is kind of making the switch. Uh, a few years ago, if you, search on Google, you would uh, see the first result is Wikipedia. You would click on it and you would read the Wikipedia article. Mm -hmm. Now, you will very often, or at least in some languages, you will just get the answer from Google because it has got the 
knowledge from Wikipedia or some other website and found that one paragraph that like, gives you the answer. So, so the tool is changing. We, we now, on the one hand, we have to feed into this Google knowledge or whatever will come in five years, the mm-hmm. new thing, to make sure that we are there and our information gets out there. Uh, and it might turn out that the best way to do that is not through a wiki, but through a new website that would still be collaboratively edited and free licensed, but it might not be a wiki or it might be a wiki, but it might not, might not be a media wiki. Mm. Uh, or it might turn out that, uh, you know, nowadays I get a lot of my knowledge, um, through, uh, through YouTube videos. I mm. mean, Nowadays, I'm spending a lot of time being interested in things instead of uh, concepts. So I would search, is this laptop a good laptop? Should I buy it? Mm. And I would go on YouTube and see a video of somebody playing with it and showing, is it good? Uh, of course, it's reviews in itself are a type of knowledge that we do not have on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand... Uh, it's like a different format. So maybe in the future we will need to come up with educational videos because, you know, somebody will search who was Elizabeth II and uh, they would wa- rather watch a two-minute video that explains that she was the longest reigning monarch in uh, the United Kingdom, or she is, if mm. she is still alive at the time, <laughs> uh, and uh, list her accomplishments rather than reading an article that's really good but it's 10 pages long and you don't get the gist of it (laughs) Uh, so and I think that's going to be a very difficult transition for many people in our community they might feel oh they are not they are abandoning us or they are playing with these fancy new projects tools uh, instead of focusing on the real thing the encyclopedia but uh yeah, but 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 I'm not like the encyclopedia is really good and uh, it serves its purpose. But if we want to really have all the knowledge, then we have to be open and go beyond it, or complement it, or or add layers to it. Uh, yeah, and and maybe that's linked back to the what you said uh, uh, some minutes ago about this uh, world map where the chapters or the, or the Wikimedia organizations are. Maybe it, this is linked to how uh, knowledge is transferred, how the knowledge transfer was in history. Like encyclopedia are very common in Europe, yeah, but not in, in other parts of the world. There exactly. They had oral sources or they told stories. Or I, I do not know how they did it. I'm, I'm a European. I'm into encyclopedias. And uh, most of the languages in Europe had their encyclopedia before Wikipedia. Only some yeah. of them had, had, they didn't. Even the the uh, uh, Armenian language had its own encyclopedia. Yeah. And, and now they, they switch to an uh, online version of it is easier than to something very different. But we have the chance in other countries, I guess. Yeah. Just to try something different. Do we already do this? Do you see it? You have connections to Bolivia and South Africa. What what is South Africa is very connected to Europe, so even their culture is. I've been there for only two weeks, but I have some connections over there, 
And it, it seemed to me that this is the most European country of, of Africa, South Africa. Yeah, I, I, I cannot categorize them <laughs> because I, I really only spent one weekend for that workshop okay. in, uh, in, uh, in South Africa, which was very great, but very short, uh, brief time. And, uh, so I, I think we've had some attempts in Wikipedia, even, uh, maybe eight years ago, we started thinking how we can do other citations, but that, in itself, uh, like citation, it's like our lifeblood, mm. like which, which really limits us because if it's not in a book or it's not written down or it's or if it's not uh, an audio that's recorded somewhere online, we just don't take that knowledge. And uh, and and I I think we are really missing out on on a lot like that and. Uh, It's a bit, bit of a struggle. Like, how do you get definitive knowledge or definitive facts if you only have oral history? It's, you know, it's uh, you can you you cannot be sure that it's the same as it was uh, 500 ago, years ago. If you hear a story of how this village was founded, of course the story will have changed over time. This as is the, the European kind of thinking, since we have uh, letters and, and books and can print them beforehand. Also, everything was oral. Peter Gallard is uh, walking around here about oral sources in Africa. He was talking in Hong Kong, I, I heard. And they are several thousand years old, and you can rely on them even more on, than on books, and, because all errors are also in books, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm not. And in Wikipedia. Yeah. So I, I'm not an expert on like non-oral yeah. knowledge or non-written knowledge, but I I know that there's a lot out there. But the, um, yeah, you talked about. Or, but what I want to point out is that you talked about oral sources, and the, your first idea was they could be wrong. That was your yeah. first idea. That's yeah. the European way to think. Books can be wrong, and you, they can disappear, and all the knowledge is missed. Um, uh, like um, uh, uh, Cinderella, what is it? Is it's a it's a, a Märchen in, in German. I don't know the English expression. I, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, uh, Faber. No, it's not kind a of Faber. story. Uh, yeah, like Cinderella and and Rotkäppchen um, and a oh, fairy uh, tale or something. A fairy tale. A fairy tale. Yeah. Um, children today uh, know, do not know fairy tales. They cannot tell fairy tales. They cannot remember. I heard often with Little like Riding Hood, was really explicit. There's a little girl with a red cap, and they met the wolf. Yeah. And if I, if I tell it wrong, there's a little boy with a black, black hat. They say, no, no, this is wrong. But if I try it with other fairy tales, they do not know. What is missing that uh, that people tell them the fairy tales. They, they hear it in television, and sometimes they read it. But they do not the 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 uh, they, they they are not enabled. They they do not learn the the these um, cultural uh, ability to to tell something. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. This yeah, is missing in, in Europe because we write everything down and rely on what is written down. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm really not an expert on this and I, I feel whatever I might say would be wrong and culturally insensitive yeah. <laughs> but at the same time I'm very much aware that um, 
So that so if we rely on just books, we mm. are missing out on, on a lot of knowledge, and uh, yeah, we have to be more open and accept that with this openness, we we accept a kind of uncertainty or uncertainty mm. uh, at least from the perspective of Europeans who like to say in 1513 on January 13 this happened instead mm. of saying yeah in the time of our ancients this happened or uh, and uh, and of course in Europe we have the same uncertainty with uh, you know Shakespeare's plays even if it's written down it's just one version when Maybe it was the script for a rehearsal and they changed it afterwards. Or mm. it, maybe it wasn't even Shakespeare. We say it was Shakespeare, but maybe it was actually uh, another playwright. But uh, mm. they printed it in the same book because at the time they just didn't care uh, if who was the real playwright. Oh, okay. And uh, and then uh, we might have like uh, very, very serious scholars publish a new play by Shakespeare, but it turns out they say it's by Shakespeare just to get the interest and the money, and it's <laughs> probably not by him. It's like maybe 5% chance that it's by him. But <laughs> So we have the same uh, um, same kind of uncertainty about our own history, but we seem to be... Uh, or we seem to be able to, like put a citation to it or in like the Wikipedia way and say oh it is disputed or there are this, there's mm. this scholarly article that disputes it but uh, this other one says it's not disputed mm. and uh, we might not get the same kind of uh, discourse with oral sources or or with other traditions or or if we have like instead of a description on, on how to knit a traditional dress we have a video of how to do it or mm-hmm. or somebody or uh, the traditional dressmaker explain it uh, in an audio or podcast. Mm. We might not get the same kind of discourse, or we, ca- we cannot say, "Oh, it was this scholarly journal that had it." Mm. And uh, I think we as Wikipedians will uh, die a little bit inside if there's no citation. But <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, we have to we have to accept this or, or move beyond this if we really want to fill in the map. I mm. think. And and then the next part is uh, we have to uh, we have to kind of break down the cultural barriers. Like I, I feel we might say, okay, let the uh, people in Africa and Asia have their oral sources, Wikipedia, and uh, so on. But now we have to make sure that knowledge is accessible to Europeans and. Uh, Americans who might read it in English or Spanish or French, so so we we have to accept them into the, in you know these uh, air quotes established Wikipedia's uh, these new knowledge and at the same time uh, we we should be able to make sure that all the knowledge we keep in the English Wikipedia those millions of articles are accessible to people who don't speak English or mm. who's in, who might not be uh, native speakers or who might... Uh yeah. So uh, you worked for several years at the Affiliations Committee. Uh, you also was involved in the big change uh, from yeah. on chapters only to user groups. And you had uh, contact to a lot of... to so several countries. Yeah. So beside 
this was an exciting time. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, what is what will happen next? What is where will, will this uh, movement move? <laughs> <laughs> It's a movement. It moves <laughs> exactly, and uh, uh, it's difficult to pin down. Uh, I, uh, I I see that we are really. Uh, filling the map like we have now a regional conference in Africa that uh, brings together people from a number of countries that before had no communities or at least no no offline communities of people interested in furthering uh, the movement uh, but the other thing is if really we go for this new strategic direction we will see a big diversification and uh, it's going to bring a bit of upheaval like a lot of change and you, the old expectations will change. Like before that, you knew a uh, Wikimedia organization might uh, post edit editathons and have uh, uh, maybe presentations about Wikipedia or a Wikilabs monument. But nowadays, but, but it might change uh, and it will change in different directions. Maybe one organization in one country will Uh, have a big fight for free knowledge and open source and another one will focus on, on scanning uh, old books uh, to preserve it uh, to pres preserve the local culture and maybe a third one will experiment with uh, videos and uh, I don't know, maybe a fourth one will come up with a computer that can translate articles into animations so, mm -hmm. so I think there's going to be a lot of change and a bit of confusion of what's included in the new like movement like the borders of the movement will kind of become more permeable or transparent and mm. more things will get involved uh, included but there will be a bit of confusion of is this included or not or it's included in theory but let's not do it because yeah, we are still Wikipedians at heart mm. uh, so I, I see a bit of uh, confusion and change but on the other hand I I also s as long as we have the resources or, or the donations to it I, I see a lot of good work that will be done because we will no longer say oh this doesn't fit mm. let's not do it and there's nobody else who will pay for it now we will see yeah it, it fits let's do it so I, I, I see the potential for a lot of Greetings for Wikipedia or Wikimedia, but it will not be as easy to say, oh, Wikimedia is uh, the project that has wikis and uh, freely editable and uh, so on. Oh, Wikimedia will be a champion of free knowledge, but that what that means will be different in different places. And mm. uh, yeah, it might be fighting for government data in one place. Uh, it might be making sure people understand uh, basic diseases and how to fight, uh, I don't know, Ebola or malaria in one place and how to uh, preserve the local culture and local songs and traditions in another other place and uh, how to write an encyclopedia in a fourth place. Mm. So it will be different things in different places. I think the general direction will be positive. We will make the world a better place that 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 was always yeah. my main motivation really Great. yeah uh but yeah it it will be more difficult to pin it down i, mm. I think
does the work in the Wikimedia movement has an has had an impact on your personal life? Yeah, I I, I think so. I I, I mean I uh, I work at the European Parliament and I, I uh, you work in the European. What do I do? Currently, I'm a conservator or a curator at the uh, Parliamentarium, which is the visitor center of the European Parliament, a kind mm -hmm. of a museum. But uh, my pre previous job at the Parliament was as a press officer in their information office in Hungary. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons I, I got the job was that I had uh, uh, had uh, Wikimedia on my resume and... Uh, Mm -hmm. They understood that uh, you know if, if I'm involved in Wikimedia, I'm I'm uh, good at digital stuff, and it mm -hmm. was a useful skill at the time, and uh, it was seen as a positive. And uh, I uh, I worked for a brief time before that for just a short internship in Hamburg at a company making online games, and. Uh, I got a recommendation letter from uh, the uh, Wikimedia Foundation that said I, I was involved in the affiliations committee and I have experience with people and mm -hmm. uh, with social skills and they really saw that as a big advantage when they took mm -hmm. me on. So, uh, and, uh, so I, I've always been open with my involvement and, uh, and I, and it's never been negative. Like, I've always had good results of it, and I built on it. Uh, people really uh, like appreciated my experience, and uh, yeah, I don't know about your experiences. Or <laughs> I've not. Uh, I've experienced in the German chapter, not in the international movement. Um, I'm, I'm going to Wikimania since the Haifa was the first one. I've been on the first Wikimania in Frankfurt. Then I had time off for a couple of years, and then, then I started. But it's interesting. I didn't know that you work in the European Parliament. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I could ask about Hungary in the current times. The news, for the times for free knowledge in Hungary are bad times, aren't they? Yeah, so I, I must preface that uh, I'm, my views are not affiliated with the panel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I wouldn't say that... Times for free knowledge are, are bad times in Hungary. Times in general are a bit sad. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, like, the government has a very sad policy towards uh, migrants and accepting people, and they run a very uh, strong uh, campaign of propaganda, basically, uh, both against uh, migrants and also against the European Union. Which is my employer, <laughs> hmm. and uh, and yeah, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard, but they had this new law that uh, made it difficult for the Central European University to continue working in Hungary, which was a, or uh, which is a very popular and very strong educational institution. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So uh, I heard that the the newspapers are in, in, and the TV station TV stations are. Aligned to the <laughs> exactly exactly to the government. Uh, yeah. So the the thing that uh, 
and I, I'm interested in because I'm interested in, in, in free knowledge and Wikipedia and Wikimedia stuff. I'm also interested in what's going on in Bolivia and in Paraguay and in South, South Africa. And, and every time I hear about, uh, or I like this, this uh, guy in Syria that was killed by the government because of his involvement with the Creative Commons movement, mm -hmm. they said he's in, uh, yeah, he's, co co he collaborated with foreign, Forces and, and, and shoot him, yeah. Yeah, that's so sad, well. yeah. Uh, but, but things like this is hard, but also it's hard to have no, uh, uh, freedom of panorama. Not to, you are not allowed to take pictures in Italy in yeah. for, of houses and to give them uh, for free. What, what kind of, they, they stopped this in Belgium now, what is great. Yeah. yeah. And in Armenia, They, the government asked the Wikimedia chapter, what can we do for you? And they, they said, give us freedom of panorama. And they, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh, what, how, what is the status of freedom and panorama in Hungary? So fortunately, we, we do have that in, in Hungary, but, uh, uh, so that, that, that's very good. Uh, but the interesting thing was when we tried to organize Wikilaus monuments, it was, mm really difficult to get the list of monuments from the government because for a while they considered it as a kind of national data treasure, the list, and, mm -hmm. and they were willing to sell like a one-time use of, of the list for, I don't know, half a euro per item on the list, which was ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> we, we, we fortunately managed to get around it in, in the first year and uh, got the list in the end in some kind of PDF format that we had to transcribe uh, manually and uh, and we could build on it in later years but it was uh, uh, yeah it was then getting a bit difficult to get the uh, government to cooperate again because they had so many reorganizations it was becoming difficult to follow the, what the name of the organization that is in charge was and where it went it was like I don't know if you know the game with the three cups where you have to find the red dot mm. uh, it was like that with the <laughs> <laughs> monuments so um, uh, so for example freedom of panorama is quite strong and okay in Hungary but freedom of information is something that's being degraded uh, mostly uh, as, as it pertains to the government and mm. uh, government related businesses uh, uh, so they are making it more difficult and they had this uh, new notion that they can stop a request if they consider you uh, an abuser of the privilege of freedom of information mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of absurd uh, so, so so even uh, in terms of free knowledge I wouldn't say things are developing in a positive direction in mm -hmm. Hungary But there's a little way to influence it from the outside or for us to. Does the, the governmental change affect uh, the Hungarian Wikipedia? Not directly, I, I don't think so. Mm. So, for, fortunately, they are not harassed or mm. uh, implicated in any way, or, or they are not the enemy so far. So, that, that's good. <laughs> Hopefully that, that stays that way. And you are uh, now involved in the work of the European Parliament. 
we have a Wikimedian at the European Parliament as a, a Dimitra Dimitrov yeah. from Bulgaria, who's doing a lot of good work for us. Uh, and um, what do you think um, uh, on, on European level? What's going on with free knowledge? Um, so Dim is doing a lot of good work and uh, he's also one of these people who's mobilizing others to help him and mm -hmm. it's really great. Uh, so as, as far as I know, there's a copyright reform ongoing. Mm. There are like discussions uh, going and uh, yeah, Dim is trying to... Um, to really make sure that like freedom of panorama uh, gets uh, a European level protection mm. and that uh, they don't come up with uh, new uh, new uh, barriers to free knowledge or, or to the use of knowledge uh, or data at the European level. There are some uh, interesting ideas that might seem clever to mm. the proposers but then they could have serious negative consequences um, like there's this idea that uh, if you have a website that allows people to upload content you have to be able to have like a filter for copyrighted content mm. which sounds like a good idea let's stop uh, copyright infringement by making sure that the websites filter it out but if you just create a forum where you can you know maybe upload images as a function Mm. which is a very common function, then suddenly you have to come up with a uh, filter and, you know, that really stops you from just make, maybe making a forum about uh, bird watching, which might be your hobby. Mm. If you have to, you know, come up with this new system or to buy it for some, from someone. Mm. So Dim is uh, fighting to make sure that these limitations don't get introduced or uh, they are properly defined so there are no consequences like that uh, I'm not uh, following the process very closely but I I uh, so I live in Brussels now in the same city as, as Demi so sometimes we meet up and he mm -hmm. he explains about his latest fights and <laughs> the latest hearings and committee meetings that go yeah. on so but the interesting thing that that's also changed in the last few years is that Dim is at the table. Like, if it happened 10 years ago, nobody would have, Wikimedians would not have thought to be involved and nobody on the legislative side uh, would have inv invited them. Mm. But, and now we have, uh, people involved and they, uh, they actually think of us as a, a stakeholder in the process. So that's a big and useful change, mm -hmm. uh, which, um, Which is great, but uh, uh, yeah, this this should happen, or hopefully will happen, all over the world. And then it is also a big responsibility of uh, where do we stop? Like uh, we 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 might just say, okay, we are uh, interested in freedom of panorama, but not so much about this uh, copyright filtering because our servers are in the U.S. and mm. it doesn't matter for us. But then we we have to see us ourselves as kind of a member in a wider alliance of organizations or groups or movements that have similar goals mm -hmm. with probably slightly different filters. So if you are like a 
provider of forums, you are more interested in this copyright filtering than freedom of panorama. But then we have to see them as allies and we can say, okay, we will support you on this issue. It's also connected to free knowledge, but not so much our websites. If you support us on freedom of panorama and, uh, and, uh, yeah, we have to see ourselves more as part of this bigger group. Mm-hmm. If you would become overnight the king of Wikipedia, <laughs> what would be your first orders? Hmm. It's a really, really good question, and uh, you know, Wikipedians are are often described as uh, like, or getting Wikipedians to do anything is like herding cats. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure a king would ever work, or or would 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 be. I I, I think. A, King would be able to have one command and then he would be deposed. <laughs> but uh, and blocked for for two months. But yeah, uh, I, I would. Uh, I would issue. You know, we have assume good faith. Mm. I would uh, like issue like a new principle of, of be open to new ideas and new people, mm-hmm. and uh, see how be open now. Be open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you you can see how that would backfire and mm. how I would be deposed immediately. But I, I think that would that's really something that that's important. Like I spoke about this issue of editor decline that was uh, a few years ago. An issue we we need to be open to new people, welcoming. We now, few years after that, we realize that there's a big gender gap. Again, being open and uh, having social structures that don't uh, don't make new people flee when they see us, or they are not harassed, or they don't have like a toxic environment uh, is very important. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, that would be my comment. Okay. I, I'm not sure what's your answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no answer to this question. Um, Uh, at the end of every episode, I play a um, piece of music, what is under free license, to show that there's great music out there that can be used everywhere. Uh, what kind of music do you prefer? Personally, I, I listen to a bit of pop music, but I'm, I, I don't have a good musical hearing, so I usually go for music that has a good lyric, mm-hmm. like something that makes sense, or it's a good poem. But... Uh, Is there some Hungarian music or musician you can uh, suggest? Yeah, uh, I, uh, let's go with something classic like Bartók, you know, mm-hmm. the composer. If you I will look for it and then you will, you will find out what music you, you, you will hear. Okay, yes. thank you very much. This was a very interesting talk. Thank you so much for about the future me. of the movement and how the Hungarian, Hungarians are doing and uh, what's the future of Vicky's. Great, thank you so much for yeah. having me. Have a nice time with the beginning. Yeah. Thank you.